Welcome to the Focus and Chill podcast, where we discuss productivity tactics that work for neurodiverse individuals. Every episode, we interview guests with lived experience of neurodiversity who also have a solid productivity and habit game, and pass the learnings on to you, our wise and benevolent audience. We're your hosts, Jeremy and Joey. I'm Joey, and I coach creatives to get moving on their most ambitious projects through the power of solid habits and strong focus. I'm also a perpetual student of psychology and perpetually on a quest to a one-armed chin-up. And I'm Jeremy. I'm a neurodiverse software developer turned startup founder, building habit and focus software for people with ADHD. My cool party trick is leaving parties early so I get to sleep on time to do my three hour long morning routine. The Focus and Chill podcast is brought to you by Focus Bear, a habit and productivity app that makes healthy habits and deep work the path of least resistance. If you have a tendency to check emails or scroll through Instagram first thing in the morning, but long to develop a meditation and exercise habit first thing, Focus Bear can help you. The app blocks distractions on all your devices and guides you through your habits one at a time. Throughout the day, Focus Bear assists you to stay in deep work by blocking websites and apps that are unrelated to your chosen focus mode. Life's not all about work though. You'll be prompted to take regular breaks to rest your eyes and stretch your muscles. At the end of the day, Focus Bear helps you switch off. Work-related apps get hidden so you can unwind and sleep well. Check out the app by going to focusbear.io. Welcome to episode 19 of the Focus and Chill podcast. Today, we don't have a guest, so we're going to talk about some of the interesting habit journeys we've been going through ourselves, including some disruptions to our normal routines. We're going to take it in turns to talk about a challenge that we've had or are having, and we'll explore ways that we'll be able to get out of the ditch that we we might be in right now. I've certainly had some disruptions recently as part of some travel, which really messed up my routine. And Joey, do you want to talk about yours a bit? Yeah, sure thing. So a lot of people are saying that uh, the current influx of AI technologies have been disrupting a lot of things. And uh, I've been experiencing a lot of, I've been experiencing some disruptions in my sleep because I've been so into it. I've, I've been playing around with stable diffusion and it's uh, one of those things where uh, if you don't if you don't approach it correctly, it can be a, a slot machine where you just we're just constantly hitting the generate button and seeing what what will come out. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not, and that's what that's what keeps you that's what keeps you going. And so, yeah, it's it's been it's been tough because I'm I've experienced many a night where I've been like uh, playing around with it till about what, one a.m. two a.m. in the morning. And uh, yeah, it's not really where I want to be. I'd, I'd much prefer waking up a little bit earlier, especially given uh, daylight savings has ended and we got less daylight. I'd love to just take advantage of more of the daylight uh, and be embraced in the sunsets and the sunrises uh, a bit more. But uh, yeah, such is life. And we were talking before about the way that it, it's not necessarily maladaptive except for the daylight side of it because you... Yes you set your own schedule. So for, yeah. for someone who works nine to five, it would be terrible, but for you, it, it's only like a little bit bad. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's difficult to really understand if it's a, like, if you're going to say it's a problem, you should say like, okay, so by, by what's the, what's the problem you're trying to solve here? Uh, I guess the only thing I'm trying to solve is like, I want to experience more daylight. And then it just comes down to well, what's a what's a stronger priority for you? Creating art that like that is currently just blowing my mind at the moment, 
for uh, getting a bit more daylight. And right now I can't really say, I can't really, uh, like if if like at 11 p.m. or um, 10, 10 p.m. Where, where I'd like to cut off, like if I was going to like, if if like Jeremy was going to call me and say, hey, Joey, are you, are you um, prioritizing making mind-blowing art over getting a couple more hours of daylight? I'd say, hell yeah, I am. <laughs> and I'd be absolutely, I'd absolutely have no shame about that. And I think in the mornings as well, I don't necessarily wake up with regret. Like I don't necessarily, right. If, if Jeremy were to call me at like midday and say like, what time did you wake up? And I'd say like, oh, like nine, 9 a.m. And, and you're like, well, you missed out on a whole bunch of daylight. I said, yeah, but look at all this art that I made. Like, yeah, I'd be, I, I still wouldn't really regret it that much. And so I think that's, that's a that's a sign that it's probably not maladaptive. Um, but I I think I'm at an extreme at the moment, and I think there's a more middle path that I'm just trying to walk my way back to. I wonder if you almost you you might be maximizing daylight with your current strategy because you're mainly I was staying with Joey for a few days, and you weren't really doing that much stable diffusion during the day. You were yeah you were doing other things. You went out for a nature walk during the day. And then yeah. when you got back, when it was evening, that's when you got into the stable diffusion. So that's maybe true. in the current daylight environment, maybe your current strategy could be optimal. That's it. That's that. That's a good way of looking at it as well. Well, um, probably wouldn't like it because you're missing out on the the golden hour at sunrise. Who who wouldn't like it? Huberman. Oh, Huberman. <laughs> I don't have a skipping rope either, so he wouldn't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I. I have been finding one of one of the things that I've been trying to be more intentional about is catching the the light, uh, especially at sunset. If if I can catch it at sunrise, it's um it's good. Like I, I have a friend that likes to catch up uh, every month, and he wants to catch up like around seven thirty in the morning, and so it means I end up waking up at about six thirty, and so that the it, it is the last bits of sun sunrise coming up, and it's beautiful, and. Uh, generally, like after after finishing up with his friend, I, I'm like I'm on such a high, and I'm just like feeling like I just want to do this every day, and so could just be a case of just wanting it all, right? Yeah, <laughs> which I I guess you could have if you adopted the Uberman sleep schedule, and you you went to bed at one a.m. and you got up at six, and then you had a nap during the day, but that might be not optimal either. I, I always thought the Uberman one was uh, where you sleep for twenty minutes at a time and you're awake yeah. for us. Is that is that what you're talking about as well? Yeah, just napping more frequently. Yeah, sure, sure. Have you tried that before? I've tried it when I've done hackathons, and I, it has felt like I've been completely wrecked afterwards. I think it might be appropriate for your. I think they were, they originally invented it possibly for long distance sailors who really needed to be able to be alert at all times because they might need to quickly bring the sail in. But yeah. for modern, most of our most of our environments, it's probably not necessary. And possibly quite difficult to implement as well, just because mm. like, I, I hear that um, it's a more brittle schedule as well. So like if with our, um, what, do you, what do you call like the sleep schedule where you, um, is it nocturnal where you just sleep for a long period at night? Uh, and or the one where you sleep for a longish period at night and then you um, have a 
power nap in the afternoon. I can't remember the name. Biphasic sleep. Biphasic, that's right, yeah. So I feel like that that routine has a bit more give to it, whereas I've heard the Uberman routine, if you don't get that 20 minutes on the dot, you um the it, it's not like it's not like you're gonna die, but it's it's just like the 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 degradation in your energy level is just like so much steeper. Mm. I, I don't know. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I remember reading Steve Pavlina's blog back in the mm. day because he was one of the early advocates for polyphasic sleep and he did relate that exact experience. Yeah. It's interesting we talk about it because I believe Salvador Dali and some of the popular artists, they did adopt unconventional sleep schedules. Yes. I love the, um, was it, was it Dali, the one that, that um, fell asleep, like he, he took a nap with a um, fistful a of coins? A key. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like, I, I'd love to try that sometime. Uh, I've tried many times to, to, lucid, to do lucid dreaming. I think I've hit it once or twice, um, but yeah, I'd love to be able to do it consistently. Yeah. Yeah. You might wake up with the perfect prompt for stable diffusion. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- tell us about your disruptions, Jez. It's interesting. Our editor was asking us to talk about bouncing back from when you're on a holiday. And I experienced that because I was in Sydney, which is another city in Australia for the last week. And it was, Nice. I, I got to catch up with Joey and some other friends and I was there for a startup event and I felt that overall it was a very rich experience. However, I also got captivated a bit by AI, not generative art, but I was trying to get a feature working in the Focus Bear app where you can basically talk to Focus Bear and it can give you some motivation and also allow you to interact with settings. And we were looking at, can we block using chat GPT as well? Mm-hmm. I found that very exciting and I was trying to get a demo prepared, which meant that I ended up working not quite as late as you. I, <laughs> I stopped it. I think Monday night was about 10 p.m., Tuesday, maybe 9.30 and Wednesday, 10 o'clock or so. Normally my cutoff time is 6.15 p.m. So there's quite a big overlap there. And I didn't feel very good about it. I didn't get as much sleep as I needed. And I also, I didn't really complete all of the evening practices that I normally like to do. I could, it's the kind of thing that I can handle for a couple of days, but I know that if I keep it up, then it really throws me off. And there were yeah, yeah. issues where I, I didn't do my practice of looking at my calendar the next day. And then I nearly forgot about a meeting. So I can see how it very quickly will lead to unmanageability. And it te- tends to be quite common for me when I go on trips. I think it's just being in a different environment and potentially also not having my wife with me. Because normally mm-hmm. there's a bit of social buffering there that we have an agreement between ourselves that we're we're both going to get to bed by 9.30 and then we we like to to talk about our day, pillow talk style. And without that, I mean, I still called her, but it's not quite the same. And I I think I I didn't have the normal triggers in my environment that steer me towards the schedule that does work well for me. I was glad that I was able to, to get back onto my regular schedule from Thursday onwards last week. So I had nice basically time. three days off and then the rest of the the time since then, I've been back to my regular schedule. 
Hello there, this is Joey. I'm excited to tell you about a project I run where I help imaginative people just like you breathe life into their creative dreams, like writing that book or performing that stand-up comedy set. I know the first step can be daunting. I've been there many times and have helped many people on a similar journey. If you've wondered how to bring those ideas swimming around in your head to life, get in touch. We'll shrink the intimidating dragon off a goal into a cute little lizard of an achievable daily habit that you can do every day to get started and stay moving. Click on the link in the show description to get in touch. What, what do you think it is that allows you to bounce back after those disruptions? Because I guess what I have noticed in myself sometimes and a lot with, with clients is that, for, for instance, they might come through and do the program and then they're they're um, really good and then let's say that the Easter holidays come up and it's and like they've got their kids with them um, for like a full week whereas they wouldn't otherwise and their their um, habits get completely disrupted and then they find it really difficult to, to come back to it what do you think is um what do you what do you think differentiates like people from yourself that are able to come back to it pretty easily versus other people that just completely fall off the wagon Maybe it's partly that I did have a negative response to my my schedule over those mm-hmm. three days that yeah. unlike you where you were saying you didn't regret it, I did regret it. I felt yeah. that what I was doing those evenings was actually not essential for me to have done at night. Part of it is I've got a team that's offshore. And so for them, they keep working until about midnight my time. Right. I feel sometimes a bit of a pull to be there and to be able to answer their questions. Yeah. And I think that may have been necessary on Monday and Tuesday when I was preparing for the demo, but it Got wasn't it. really necessary on Wednesday. And I was basically just working as a way of dealing with some negative feelings that I was experiencing because the demo ah. didn't go that well. Ah, right. It was almost a, a numbing out experience. And I, I just feel a bit of a hangover after that of, think of the next day feeling groggy, not having slept enough because I did have a morning meeting and I couldn't shift my schedule. Mm. and an overall feeling of lack of coherence with the way that I want to live. And also Focus Fair was telling me not to do it. And I was on the the Tuesday and Wednesday, I was using my Windows laptop, which doesn't have Focus Fair on it properly. <laughs> Going rogue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I, I went back on the Mac on Thursday night and the Mac app, I can't really evade my blocks so I have the structure from the Focus Fair app where it's very strict about the time that I get cut off, that I actually I have to get my wife, Sandy, to put in the password if I want to evade the blocks on my Mac. And I didn't ask her. <laughs> I, th- I think there's something to be said about um, what, what I call um, keeping, keeping certain reminders sacred. So, for instance, uh, one, of, one of the things that I, I need to clean up is that on my on my um, Beast machine, the one I play games on and uh, use Stable Diffusion on, at 9.30, I have a voice recording of myself basically saying, hey, Joey, this is Joey from the future. Uh, can you please start wrapping up? Because if you don't get your sleep, I'm going to suffer tomorrow. So thanks in advance. Uh, and then at 9.45, I've got like a, um, a more stern Joey saying, Joey, stop. Now, I know you can hear me. Joey. Stop, stop. Uh, and um, when I first implemented those things, I was, um, when when the half hour, uh, sorry, when the 9.30 thing came up, the friendly Joey saying, hey, can you please wrap up? I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want Stern Joey to come on. So like, um, I'll, I'll stop now. 
and that was that was when I was gaming. Uh, so it was it was more in response to gaming. Now that when I'm doing something that feels more productive, uh, it it is productive uh, in in the scheme of things. I find that I'm leaving I'm I've been leaving those reminders on, and I've been essentially I guess uh, I'm not sure if you call it snoozing through it because but I've just been listening to it like all the way through, and now I've just become habituated to it. Now I even just find it funny like hearing myself going, Joey, get off! I know you can hear me like. I'm talking to you. <laughs> um, I just find it funny now, and so it's almost like um, I know I know um, when I've been trying to be uh, strict with my wake up time, the more you snooze an alarm, the less potent it becomes. Whereas if you if you if you just basically say, okay, on days where I don't need to wake up at a certain time, I'm just not going to have an alarm, and the days where I do need to wake up at a certain time, I'm going to have an alarm, and I'm going to respect that. And so um, in in a in the same way, I think. When you're when you're talking about like being able to go rogue on your Windows machine, I think in essence that might have saved you a little bit, just because if you had focus spare on the Windows machine, maybe you might have been more like inclined to like circumvent it because you just because you're like going, oh, I've had a bad day. I've had a bad day. I just need this. Yeah, and it, I think it also potentially alludes to the importance of novelty as well. That mm. after a while. Because I did a similar thing with an alarm on my phone that would go off at 9.30 and say <laughs> similar kind of message, Jeremy from the future telling me to go to sleep. And it did work pretty well for about a week. Yeah. And then after that, it, it became background noise. Yeah. Wonder about mixing up. Maybe I should record a, a voicemail for you and vice versa. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Let's, let's give it a try. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> so people with ADHD often talk about the importance of changing things up all the time that what worked in the past might not always work and just being prepared to be a little bit warg-like with your routines of being willing to adapt change them up when the the blaster or the phaser bolt is is no longer effective yeah right that's really interesting I I guess um having having not really experienced ADHD like my myself. I'm not saying that you have it by the way. I'm just saying no, that, no. that's a, something for people with ADHD like me to to be cognizant of. Yeah, yeah. I um it, it's it's a it's very eye-opening for me because I guess when I when I think about um people that are struggling to focus, um, and I know that's not the only symptom of ADHD, and I guess this is applicable to people. That, that don't have the diagnosis either. Um, people, whenever we're struggling to focus, I find that it's um it, it's one of those things where having having like familiarity, like um for instance, like pouring yourself a cup of tea and sitting down at your desk with like the same music, I I find that 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 has been really good for helping me get into focus. And that is like that seems to be like the opposite of novelty. Uh, and so it's um yeah, I just I just find it really interesting that uh the idea that um sometimes you can use novelty to help you like get into the zone or, or, or um yeah do, mm. do you have thoughts on that i think it's a certain type of novelty it's not that i purposely would disrupt my routine if it's working it's yeah. more that if the routine has stopped working then it's that albert einstein quote of insanity is repeating yes. the same thing and expecting a different result Whereas maybe a, a slight tweak to the routine might result in it being stickier. Yeah, I think I think it's always a balance as well. Like, a, uh, 
sometimes you want to stick to the routine even when it's tough so that you get the compounding benefits of like all the work you did up front. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a sunk cost fallacy and you just got to like say, okay, well, if I don't think about like what I did in the past and I just like think about where I'm at today, like would these behaviors take me to where I want to go? And if not, then pivot in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are there any any tweaks that either of us want to make? I know I've got a, I've got a trip to Brisbane in three weeks and I I will need to prepare for that. So I think for me, it's going to be taking my wife with me. That's going to be yeah. my hack. And also the same when I go to Sydney in two months, I'll take Sandy with me. I think that that really helps if I have her as my body double. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I, it, it sounds like she provides you with both a an accountability buddy as well as a habits buddy, I think, as well, right? Because I think mm-hmm. you guys share, share certain habits as well. Yeah, it's mutually yeah. supportive that she helps me and I help her. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. I guess in terms of my tweaks, I'm I'm really trying to get disciplined with the idea of treating treating the um, generative art a little bit more like social media in that I, I have to go into social media to do stuff for my work uh, and what I do so that I don't get I don't get too disrupted is I put a like a, a little notepad and I just write what my objective is so like for instance I might need to go onto LinkedIn to message Jeremy and so I'll just type up the top message Jeremy uh, and then uh, I'll put that on one side of my screen and then I'll put the social media on the other side of the screen and I'll inevitably get lost in social media because like I'll see someone's post and I'll interact and all this stuff and I'll be like, why was I here again? Uh, and so I can I can go back to that notepad, which is occupying half of my screen uh, and I can pull myself out of the labyrinth as it were and actually achieve what I want to. And in a similar way, I think I can do that with my with my art because generally I've got a concept that I want to develop. And um, yeah, being more disciplined with the idea of, um, okay, you can play around and this is all fun, but like be disciplined, like have a hypothesis that you want to test and say, okay, well, if I change the setting, what I think will happen, what actually happened. And then like from that, I get both the the um, the discipline that can possibly pull me out of the, of the, um, the, the tunnel vision I can get and also learn like learn both about the technology and also learn about the exploratory process of it and um, being more strict about sticking to uh, 25 to 30 minute uh, pomodoros and that 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 is some that is a practice that I am getting better at during the day as well because it's important for your eyesight and stuff like that as well to, hmm. to be focused from the screen and look out the look out the window or do something else so yeah i've got i've got a lot of things that are working in my direction that will will hopefully mean that i can uh have my stable diffusion and my uh good discipline and and sleep hygiene as well yeah another question with that when you finish up do you normally finish when you have completed the artwork or do you are you prepared to get to a midpoint and if it's a certain time that you'll just take notes about or you've already got the notes of what you're working on and maybe you write down what your next step would be so that when you pick it up again, you can continue from there. I've, I've been finding my, a lot of my sessions finished with a, with a, like a relatively finished concept or like, or a, it, it's, a, it's either like a relatively finished concept or it's a, okay, I'll probably need to do some, I'll probably need to go back a little bit and, and do some more work. It's not going to, 
it's not going to simply happen by hitting generate three more times. So I, yeah, when I when I reach one of those points, I, I think it's basically good to call it quits. I think the idea of writing what to do next is is a great idea. And I should probably apply that a bit more with my with my art, I think, because it's a great way to pick up from where you left off. And so, um, yeah, that's a good tip. It comes from Oscar Wilde, who talked about how his solution for avoiding writer's block was to always stop mid-sentence so that it was easy for him to have momentum when he started it up again. Oh, I'm glad you told me that because I always misattributed that to um to Hemingway. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm probably wrong. Uh, one of those greats. I don't know. I don't know, Jez. You read more than me, so I I I'd probably go with you. <laughs> I don't. I haven't read a great deal of either author. <laughs> someone said something like that, and I think they also said, "Don't chase your losses when you're playing with slot machines." That's that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you've a good plan. Yeah, I think we both got good plans. Maybe at the beginning of our next episode, we might check in with how things have gone. That sounds good. All right. Well, listeners out there, you'll probably go through similar challenges as well. And hopefully our dialogue has helped give you some ideas about how you might be able to pull yourself out of the the routine ditch if you fall off your, your normal high horse. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Focus and Chill podcast. To listen to other episodes, jump onto podcast.focusbear.io. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who'd be a good fit, email us at team at focusbear.io. Otherwise, stay focused, stay chilled and peace out.